welcome to the average fan of wrestling podcast where we don't predict what's next but take what's already happened and book the upcoming shows with realistic content we're going to be wrong most of the time like you know nine out of 11 times so far but we're gonna have fun doing it um today's is episode 14 entitled the tale of two nights i'm jason and as always i'm joined by the eric to my ivar chris Oh man, you threw me off guard there. I just I feel like pillaging something now. You feel like what? Pillaging something now. There you go. So I feel like that felt like the most logical choice here. Um I mean anyone who's seen us in real life, that's probably our closest comparison. Oh yeah. Realistically. Totally. The I mean, beards I have, and uh yeah. yeah. I, I shaved down the beard for now, but you know, I'm fat, I like to eat and not like to run, so it's cool. Like it works out well. Um so here we are coming off WrestleMania and a very underwhelming raw after WrestleMania. Yeah. Um so you're talking about night two compared to night one? Yeah, that's the tale of two <laughs> nights. It's just Saturday night was baller. Oh yeah. And then Sunday night was just eh. and, ended so, well, but yeah. Um but so that we did our points competition, which are currently up on the website. So and I don't think you've looked yet and I haven't told you yet. No, I haven't. So night one, Chris wins sixty five to fifty. So we both beat the high, our high score for a round was 42 before that. So Chris came through on the Saturday, um, had one of the bold predictions with Biggie doing the New Day's intro. Um, big differences we had, Bel Air. I had Sasha, you had Bel Air. Um, that, that actually did it because everything else was the same. So mm-hmm. that 15 points was the Big E and then Bel Air beating Sasha. Uh, night two, though, was a different story, both of us. I finally picked up my first win in a points competition. Oh man, my streak is over. With a thrilling thirty-five to twenty victory. <laughs> wow. Um, with half my points coming on the main event, so going into the main event, I had fifteen points. Um, no, I'm sorry, I had twenty points because I had thirty-five total. Um, but getting the Reigns pin Daniel Bryan, it was Daniel Bryan and Edge, so it didn't matter. Yeah. Uh, but then the Fiend and Orton, we'll talk about all this. Mm-hmm. Um, what else was different there? Sheamus and, Riddle was, Sheamus and Riddle was the other one. So it came down to Sheamus and Riddle and the Reigns, Edge, and Brian. Um, but out of the 14 predictions we had, one out of the 14 came true. You got one on Saturday, none on Sunday, and I got none. Zero for seven on all of them. So. Um, doing great here, doing wonderful. So overall statistics, Chris, Chris's record, Chris is up to one and one, two wins, one loss, one tie. Uh, Chris has the new high score of 65 for WrestleMania Saturday. And then the overall score is 165 to 151. So it's only 14 points. All right, that's close. Overall is real close. Yeah. Okay. So, um, as we're rolling into not money in the bank, but backlash now or backlash WrestleMania or WrestleMania backlash as they're calling it. It was Money in the Bank. When I looked a month ago. Oh, yeah, it was. Yep. Was in, was in April. Yep. I mean, it was in May, rather. And they, they changed it to Backlash. So thanks for that. Um, Continuity. Right. So because it was stomping ground last year. And it's, it's just, I don't know what they're doing. So um, no, it was Backlash last year. Sorry, it was stomping ground the year before. Because Backlash last year was the greatest wrestling match ever. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, Orton and uh, Orton and Edge in the greatest wrestling I think match. Flair and Steamboat. I have something to say about that, but yeah. So 
Um, so what we're going to do today, we do not have a top five today. It didn't, it just didn't come together for us this week, but we do have some trivia and we're going to go through, um, we'll go through the WrestleMania card. We'll touch on some things. We'll talk about some future bookings. We'll go in reverse order this time. Um, we'll start with just the crap and work our way into the titles, um, instead of going titles on, because I know if you want, you know, the titles are really the more interesting ones. Um, so let's get, get the crap out of the way first. We have 10 predictions for the week or for the next two weeks. Actually, let me review those first. We have, so last week we talked a little bit about, um, we had 11 things to happen um, and still only two of them came to fruition after the two weeks because we didn't make any predictions last week. So we had the fatal four-way tag match and the cross-brand women's tag match. Everything else really didn't pan out. Mm-hmm. So overall, we're, we're two out of 11, 18% overall. Um, but we'll see how those stats improve after next week. I think this week. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll have some fun with it. So you ready to get into it? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get this garbage out of the way. Shane McMahon, Braun Strowman. Um, nothing. Uh, so we had the, I wrote, typical booking for WrestleMania. Really wasn't uh didn't really expect Shane to win. You knew Elias and Riker were going to get involved. Very, very typical. Shane waving his hand through instead of just jumping down. Um, you know, you do this whole stu- stupid thing that I read somewhere. I wish I could take credit for it. It's like, Shane, you're calling Braun stupid? Your dad booked a WrestleMania in an outdoor <laughs> stadium where there's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where you're going to get thunderstorms and stuff in the beginning of summer or the end, or in the middle of spring. So it's like, all the weather delays at WrestleMania and stuff. It was it was interesting, but that's... I gotta say, that was a hell of a way to open the show, have that big, fancy intro, see all the people, and then Michael Cole and Samoa Joe going, yeah, by the way, uh, we're in a rain delay right now. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, it was wild. Um, so, really, the bookings, I wrote nothing to book from here. It's over. We're, we're gonna move on. Yeah, Shane absolutely. Shane will go away till next February. Maybe he'll show up right before Survivor Series to do something, but hopefully he'll be gone for a little bit. This one I want to get anything on that you want no, to add. It was it was a match. The right outcome was or the right. <laughs> they got the right outcome, um, and they can move on from here. All right, this one I want to get out of the way too because I'm just it's so so disappointing. Randy Orton and the Fiend. Uh, I will argue that the Fiend had the best entrance of the weekend. Sure, usually that was does. Great. Um but we just wasted a half a year of our lives. Yep. And I, I was, I was w- willing to hold off until raw just to see what was going to happen. Yeah. And then, yeah. Nothing. So what did I text yeah. you right after that happened? I said, did we just waste five to six months of a storyline yeah. for a cliffhanger at the biggest show of the year? I think my answer was just, yep. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Cause, Cause I knew like, like it jumped the shark for me a while ago, even though I'm a fan of all three participants, but I know you were still I've really looking forward to the outcome. You were way invested. This was your favorite storyline and they just, yep. Talk about deflating. I mean, ridiculous. Yeah, it's 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 tough. So, um, we had that Alexa on top of the Jack in the Box with all that crap coming down her face, and then her explanation. Maybe I didn't need the bad or whatever the hell she was saying. So we have this this dueling Alexa Bliss Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt looking ripped again, which is good. 
at least good to see him. I was hoping he'd go back to Husky Harris all the way down, but it doesn't look like they're going to go that route either. Um, so now we're going to have a Bray Wyatt Alexa Bliss feud. So, <laughs> well, uh, what's your natural slow... what's your natural progression after Orton? Right. So I'm going to try to salvage this, which is not going to happen. Good so... luck. There's two things that really can go. There's two directions. Alexa will need someone to fight for her because she's not going to fight the Fiend on her own, obviously. She's going to need someone to fight for her, which I haven't gone down that route yet. I'm going to go down the mind games route for now. Mm -hmm. So we'll play the mind games game for a little while. Um, There's an obvious answer for me, but I won't ruin it. I think Wyatt needs to literally lay out Bliss um my for, for the predictions this week i have the fiend kidnaps alexa bliss okay um that gets too, that gets dark really fast <laughs> alexa bliss tied up with the fiend surrounding her that, that that would get really messed up really fast but i'm like where else do you go from here and i maybe you have like, what do you have i i don't have anything else i can't think of anything else i mean you you could do like the natural thing is you have to find somebody who has some kind of a connection to, quote, a dark side. Yeah. Obvious answers for me, Aleister Black. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the guy who just lost the NXT title, the demon Finn Balor. Oh, Finn Balor. I didn't consider him. Yeah. Um, that would be something. that, and, and there's history because the first time the Fiend showed up, he beat the crap out of Balor. And True. that was his first match at SummerSlam. So I know long-term booking isn't quite their thing. But, I mean, there's some history there. Uh, this is also WWE, and I'm not trying to be negative because this is a really fun weekend, but, like, it's a possibility they just say, oh, The Fiend is no more. He's too scared of what Alexa is. She's too powerful, and they go their separate ways. Yeah. I don't want that to happen. I, at least, look, I invested six months of watching this. I want right. to at least see the conclusion whether it's crap or not. But right. I don't know. I'm wondering, I mean, the only thing I think, um, maybe Alexa needs to go away for a while, and this is what they're going to do, and you have her disappear because of the fiend um i mean the firefly funhouse was very subtle very angry you know what i mean low-key angry right um the one that kept swearing was pretty funny i'll, I'll, I'll go with that <laughs> yeah yeah well it's amusing for entertainment purposes it's great for yeah. a wrestling storyline so, it's like meh. yeah so in the in the in the bookings that count for the stats i have the fiend kidnaps alexa bliss sometime over the next two weeks so let's see what happens I'm so angry. I don't want to talk about that anymore. But if you have anything, you can keep going. Uh, no, I said pretty much all I needed to. It was, it was, I at least make the match good. And if right. the outcome's going to be screwy, but it was, it was a rushed match. The entrances took longer than the match. And yeah. the outcome was just a, wait, what? And I think if you heard the reaction of every fan there, they were on the right. same page we were. And that's how you open the show. Yeah. I'm just saying. Like, After a great forward. night one. Right. After you're on a high after a phenomenal night one, you got twenty five thousand people there. First time for entrance, yeah, awesome entrance. Yeah, uh, you know, first time they had fans. They kept saying that one year, one month, and one day, and then you lay this egg with your most built up storyline. All right. right, all right. Let's move on to something that was actually surprisingly decent, as much as we've been crapping on, or I've been crapping on them. Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus Miz and Morrison. Yeah, Bad Bunny looked legit. He like, did. He did. He looked really good. That I don't know what the move is called. Uh, sunset flip power bomb on the outside, I guess would be the, uh, the Canadian destroyer. Yes, thank you. I'm like, 
I know there's a name, but that yeah. that spot there alone was worth the price. Um, but we had the predictable outcome. Um, and now we're finally seeing the Miz and Morrison showing signs of a split. One of my predictions on the WrestleMania, uh, one of the predictions on our on our game was that Miz and Morrison fight afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but we find we're starting to see it from Miz TV this week with um, Maurice out there and Miz focusing more on Maurice and less on Morrison. And, you know, this is, we'll see how long they go. They, they do this for, I don't think they're actually going to drag this one out very, very long. Um, no, I can't see that being a thing. Yeah. To book it um, this week, I'm going to book the Miz and Morrison versus the Viking Raiders where the Miz walks out on Morrison. So no physicality yet, but the Miz just leaves and feeds them to the Viking Raiders. And we'll talk to the Viking Raiders when we get to the the Raw tag titles. We'll talk about them a little more too, but that will be more. The Viking Raiders will pick up another win over a heel team, um, an established heel team, and we'll see that split a little more. I don't think – I mean, we won't – I don't think we'll see Miz and Morrison at Backlash. Um, no, I can't see a place for them there. It could be Money in the Bank. So now we're talking April, uh, June, Money in the Bank. What's July? July. Uh, you know, in the past, that's kind of been a, a Great American Bash or Great Balls of Fire. Yeah, that's what I was going to think. It's one of those normally. Bank. It's when you usually try right. something new. King of the Ring would be nice this year. King of the Ring would be great. Um, so I don't think they'll do the long. It's Extreme Rules this year. This year? Okay. Um, so money in the bank in June, extreme rules, July, SummerSlam, August. And I am hoping and crossing my fingers that it's Boston since we lost it last year. Because cool. it was supposed to be SummerSlam Boston this past year. Sorry, I'm digressing right now. SummerSlam was supposed to be in Boston 2020. Um, but if they're back into a spot where they're going to have fans and stuff, let me tell you, max it out. Max. It oh out. yeah. Oh yeah. We're definitely going to that. Yeah, <laughs> there's no way it's not happening. It's no, all weekend. every every show, Friday because most likely it'll be a Friday through Monday. Um, that, yeah, they haven't announced the dates or the place yet, according to what I just looked up. So, come on, WWE, let's get it back in Boston. Give us what we missed. Um, so yeah, I think this. You know, I mean, it's obvious what they're doing. They're sowing the seeds of Miz and Morrison. Um, very traditional, very traditional tag team split right there. Anything else you want to add on that one? Uh, I mean, you're a bad bunny. A lot of credit. I mean, we, we made a lot of jokes about him, but dude, really, like you said, he showed out. He he obviously put the work in. Did put my, the work in. But my, my only as as the I'm a positive person in real life. When it comes to wrestling, I've grown to be a pessimist. Um, to some extent, I still love it, but I I just I don't know how good it is to have somebody with with no previous experience train for a few months and come in and pin the guy who two months ago was your world champion right just for image sake i don't know yeah, it was great exposure the guy is a monster celebrity throughout the world but uh, i mean nothing against him like he did his part he played his part just fine so good right. on him but just the whole the booking of it you could have priest crush him and then i'm tagging bad money just to cover him and it would yeah. have been i mean morrison should have taken the pin yeah i agree with that he has because been the fall then, guy, then, you're, so. then, you're, then you're sowing the seeds of I mean, I think we both predicted Miz on our on our predictions, yeah. but Morrison realistically, because story wise, yeah, Bad Bunny pins the Miz because that was the singles match. But if if you're looking for the longer term with them breaking up, you're gonna want Morrison to take the pin 
from Bunny. So it's like you're the reason we lost that yes. WrestleMania match. Yep, and then exactly. that Morrison face and the the Miz heel. So I don't know. All right. Let's move on yep. to another uh, to now a pointless celebrity interaction um with Logan Paul and Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. And Owens pin Zayn, stunned Logan Paul. Well, it begs the question, why why build Logan Paul on SmackDown for two weeks? Have him there for Mania, and then only eat a stunner after it, the match. I mean, if you look at ratings and stuff like that, it's it's that middle, that teenage to early twenties, like YouTube quote YouTube audience that they're missing. Yep. So it made sense from that standpoint because I guess he has something like twenty million YouTube followers or something. Okay. I, I mean, if they were going to do that, they should have started mentioning him two months ago. Right. Not That's not true. you know ten days before the biggest event of the year. But right. um, yeah, I agree with you. I don't really know. I mean, he was out there. He came out, had an entrance, sat there, smiled awkwardly. Because this isn't his... This, I mean, look, he's comfortable being in front of the public, but this isn't his thing. He's never right. been in something like this. So it's like he kind of looked awkward, and then he got stunned and looked shocked by that, because apparently he's never watched the show. Right. Uh, and, and that was it. And, I mean, yeah. match I itself was fine. I think they'll bury it, because that uh, this just came out, I think, today or yesterday, like his brother, who they just had on one of the skits, Logan Paul's brother there. Mm-hmm. Paul was the one who was doing the celebrity boxing against Nate Robinson and stuff. Yep. A few months back, but he just got like tagged for, or he got accused of like indecent relations with a minor type of thing. Oh, so yeah, they, no. I think I think WWE may drop it and distance themselves from the Paul yeah, name for a little while. Probably. Uh, we'll move on. My so when we talk about bookings, because I have one of these two, quote unquote, in a title picture, which is not really a title picture. Kevin Owens later on. Where does Sammy go from here? Um, oh, we have man. this conspiracy thing. Is he going to continue with the the film crew? I mean, I know he missed a little bit uh, last year, but this might be a good time where he he takes a break. Give him between now and backlash just to be missed for him to come back, qualify for Money in the Bank. I think he's the perfect Money in the Bank ladder match winner. Oh, for sure. I mean, he. I mean, work-wise, he deserves it. But like development and story-wise, he's the man to win the money in the bank yep. this year. Hundred um, percent. So, so much no you can do with that. that and his film crew. Yeah. So, um, I think I think we we give Sammy some time off, and then after backlash, then let's build him back up, get that briefcase, and then oh, he's gonna we'll put on a show and have him go back and forth between the shows. I'll have him show up at an NXT. Yeah, I'm right. Yep. Against Harry and Cross, like, oh my god, there's so much you can do. Um, so let's let's see what happens there. It'll be good. Anything yeah, I like it. Team? No, yeah. good match. Just weird celebrity interaction, but the match was fine. Uh, the last non-title program. Um, when we're not going to get too far in the booking because I'm actually booking this feud to be over. Um, and both of them going on their separate ways as Cesaro and Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Another another good match. 23 somewhat 23 swings i think it was yeah plus you had the airplane spins um no hands that was crazy that's impressive yeah. as hell yeah but it was it was ruined for me a little bit because uh i think Corey graves right beforehand mentioned the no hands and then cesaro did the no hands oh okay i didn't hear that i think, I think that's what happened because it, it it seemed awkward to me he's like yeah he can do it with no hands and then boom no hands so unless i dreamt that i don't know i thought that's what happened but it was still a good match, Cesaro, with a quality win. Um, and then my only notes was hopefully the feud is done because I think they both need to go their separate ways. Mm-hmm. Um, 
All right, let's go. Uh, we'll go, keep going now. Titles. Um, and let, we'll go kind of, I don't want to say least relevant, but least relevant um, story-wise. And we'll move, work our way up. Uh, women's tag. So surprisingly, Baszler and Jax are still the champs. Yeah, I didn't um, see that coming. You, my biggest takeaway, <clears throat> Reginald wasn't there either day on WrestleMania. Yeah, you're right. And I'm wondering, so... Because the, the key to, to Jax and Baszler dropping was Reginald. Yeah. Jax focusing on Reginald. Now he wasn't there. So I'm wondering if there was a pivot um, because something happened with Reginald. Uh, instead, what we're going to do, because WWE, is we're going to, quote unquote, capitalize on Mandy Rose slipping and falling on her entrance at WrestleMania. Because, you know, thunderstorms, outdoor mm-hmm. stadium, Tampa, Florida. Um and turning that into a storyline where Nia Jax slips and falls and costs her a match. Stupidest booking so far. It, like, I, I can't think of anything dumber booking. Well, I can. Yeah, we were talking about the Fiend and Orton. But this is on that, in my eyes, this is on that level. Having Nia Jax slip on the ring apron, someone who's wrestled for years, hasn't my done that once, my except hole. when she missed it, yes. So she slips on the ring apron like there's a friggin' banana peel there. Yeah. Someone threw a banana peel down, and then uh it's, it's, it makes no sense. I mean, Rose and Dana Rose. Dana Rose. I did it again. They just call themselves Dana Rose. Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose aren't a credible threat. They're not going to win the tag titles, even though they at this point probably will, since I just said it. Um. So I think right now, booking wise, you know, you you book. The title match, Dana Rose. I gosh, darn that's it. awesome. Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose against Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Obviously, Baszler and Jax retain, but I want to. We need to build to a one-on-one match with Tamina and Natalia at Backlash. That's 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 how I would book it. That's how I want to see it. Natalia and Tamina take the titles. Um, I don't know why it didn't happen at Mania. It should have. Yeah, people kept saying that they didn't they didn't understand why Tamina and Natalia would 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 win that gauntlet match on Saturday, and I'm like, dude, they've been saying it the entire time. It's like the legacy, the underappreciated. Uh, you know, it's Anvil Nighthards and Jimmy Snuka's kids, and they're not treated like anything. While you have third generation guys like Randy Orton treated like gold, and it's like the storyline's there for me. I don't know, it wasn't missing nothing for me. I got it. Yeah, I mean, and we've been talking about them moving on for a while. Yeah, and I was I was trying I was pushing Tamina to challenge Baszler. I mean, not Baszler. Uh, whoever the SmackDown Women's Champ would be. Now it's Bianca Belair uh, as, a, as a threat next, even though I've, I've pivoted on that now. And I think they should stick for the tag team right now because I think there's a there's two better stories to tell right now until we get Becky Lynch coming back. Um, Alright, let's go to the Raw, Raw Women's. So Ripley, Ripley she wins the title at, at Mania with a very, what's the word? Unexpected is not the word because we knew she was going to win. But the finish of that match was like, so, it was very sudden. Yeah. Uh, the Riptide kind of came out of nowhere and it was it was slow. Like that spot at the end was, was very slow, um, I felt. And it's just like Asuka was just standing there for just a little too long to make it like that was a moment. You know what I mean? Um, but Ripley's now the champ. I, 
she should be the champ for a while. I yes. think now is now is a time that we're going to build Ripley, and they're actually starting to to the story. There, this is one where I agree with the story, and I think the booking on this is fairly easy. Um, where we had the rematch on Raw. You before that we had Charlotte come in and did the whole heel promo. She's back, putting everyone on notice. You had a decent match, a little bit better match with Asuka and, and Ripley on Raw. Although you did have Asuka who missed that drop kick off the top rope. Mm. Um, she just, I don't know if you caught it, but like she, it just, she just missed. There were quite There's a no few botches in that match. Yeah. So um, Charlotte does the run in at the end. And I think, I mean, this is obviously going to lead to a triple threat at Backlash. There's no other, there's no other way you do it because you have Ripley go over also. So we're going to, we need to establish Rhea Ripley. Um, Absolutely. Better way to establish her than beating Charlotte and Asuka in a triple threat. Here's what um, I would do though. I'd still have her beat Asuka and I'd save her and Charlotte getting an, even interacting again until SummerSlam. Because they're I both would, heels. So find a I way mean, around it. Right. I mean, Ripley won't be a heel. I mean, she, she's going to get cheered. Oh, she'll be a heel on paper. Yeah. But she's, yeah, she's going to get cheered, obviously, for sure. She'll be, but. she'll be, uh, she'll be all right. So, um, I think the booking over the next four weeks or so is you're just going to start seeing. So this next week, for instance, we'll have Charlotte versus Asuka. So Charlotte will make her return against Asuka this week, but then we're going to have Ripley interfere. Then the week after, even though you just said you don't want to see it till WrestleMania, I think we will see it. Charlotte versus Ripley on Raw, then Asuka interferes. And we just get these iterations with them interfering with each other. Maybe we can even get to the point where it's like, all right, here's your triple threat match at Backlash, but if any of you touch each other, then you're out of the, the, out right. of the match. And then that will at least give us some time. And then they could each fight someone different. Um, try to do a tag, you know, do something with a six-woman tag match where they're all on the same team. You know, they'll, they'll do things like that just to, to build the the suspense. Will, will, will Ripley punch Charlotte? And Charlotte will be asking for her to punch her, and then she just walks away from the tag match, gets rolled up by, like, Peyton Royce or someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought this match was good. Um, it wasn't the best women's match of the weekend. That's that's coming later no, on. We'll talk, we'll, that's, 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 yeah. Um, but I, I love Ray Ripley. Asuka's awesome, too. They did good. Uh, I didn't really have... I know a big problem with the ending with the finish, to tell you the truth, just because, like, a lot of times with it being WrestleMania, I know I'm guilty of this, too. You always expect a big thing to the end of every match. Right. And sometimes just having your opponent dazed and hitting your finish, one, two, three, is kind of a satisfying win, honestly. Like, it's, it, it doesn't right. always have to be screwy endings. So we've kind of been conditioned to expect that. I know I do. So yep. it's kind of surprising when you don't, but I, I liked it. That's fair. Um... All right, and that's a good segue to Bianca Belair beating Sasha Banks at Mania. Very good match. Oh, awesome um, match. I had, I had to go back Sunday because, to be honest, my body doesn't hang that late, um, especially now that it was a half-hour delay, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> you, told me, you told me at 6.30 before it even started, you don't know how you're going to stay up and then rain delay. Yeah, and and I, I, I heard the bell. I watched the beginning, and then I heard – and then somehow I woke – I heard the – Oh no, she's setting setting her up for the KOD, and I'm like, oh, good timing. And then saw the end, and then I had to go back and watch. So mm-hmm. it was, you know, it was a good match. Um, I do think Sasha goes away for a little while right now. I don't think there's much. There's much, there's not much value in having Belair beat Sasha again. I think they're they've already started to build the new story, which will be Bailey. 
Um, I'm going to book Bailey to come out. I wrote the word bemoans, bemoans her lack of WrestleMania involvement. We saw a lot of backstage stuff with her and Titus and Hogan. Right. And then interject herself. It's funny because you get Hogan getting booed, a lot of booze. Um, that bro getting a lot of booze. And then bro. you have Titus. Exactly. <laughs> um, him and his bro language. Um, there was a lot of a lot of Hogan just over overemphasizing. Okay, Titus, my brother. It's like Hogan. We all know what you said, dude. We don't buy it. Yeah, exactly. So the, that second night, especially every time Hogan talked, it was a boo. Every oh yeah. Time Titus talked, he got a pop, which was which was interesting. So um, and Titus, like for anyone who listens to a lot of the UK wrestling podcasts, the Wrestle Talks, things like that, like they they always talk about Titus O'Neil. Like he's he's kind of like a a low key, uh, what's the word? Low key marks enjoyment. I guess that's the only thing mm-hmm. I can I can say. Um, you know, what I mean, for those people who like listen, to that he'll get cheered just for that. Um, so I think Bailey right now will be the first challenger to Bel Air, um, and I wrote actually leading to a title match on that night. I think Bel Air will be like, no, I'll fight you tonight for the title. I think she'll actually defend on SmackDown this week. Hmm. Um, I, I could be wrong. I haven't seen any previews for SmackDown or anything, so I'm not sure where they're headed. Um, so I think we'll have Bailey come in. Obviously, Bel Air will win. I, initial bookings here, I have Carmella and Bel Air at Backlash. Um, Carmella hasn't done much. I think, again, another person, another strong heel to put Bel Air over. Um, leading towards a bigger SummerSlam match. Um, and I don't have, when, you know, before when we had, had WrestleMania predictions and card, I don't have a backlash one yet because I was still on Money in the Bank syndrome until yes. yeah. days ago. It just yeah. didn't happen. Um, so we don't have any backlash. I kind of like it. I might Maybe we just start booking the big ones. We start with saying, here's our SummerSlam card. Here's our Survivor Series sure. card. Royal Rumble card. Kind of talk about them before they go home you. shows for the smaller exactly. ones. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. I like that. So, but we'll see. Carmella Belair at Backlash, I think, is where they're going. Bailey in the interim, because um, it's still four weeks in between. So let's build Belair. We'll have Sasha go away for a while. Um, I think we we could even say Belair and Sasha for SummerSlam, the rematch. I think that that's what we might need to do, and just have something Dude, in the. If you go Belair, Sasha, and then Ridley Charlotte for the two women's titles at at, at SummerSlam. You got a strong foundation for a card right there. Especially when we're going to be there in Boston. Come on, W. Exactly, right? Yeah, right. (laughs) I just want to say real quick, I don't know know if you have any more on this, but my God, that Bel Air hair whip. Yeah. Jesus. You see the Sasha side all cut up. I'm like, ah, man. I thought it was a sound effect until I saw the the wealth on the side of poor Sasha. I was like, damn. I know. That's that's no joke. That is legit. Um, so yeah, Bel Air. I, I I didn't think they were gonna go with her this quick, but I'm glad they did. Mm-hmm. Um. So Bailey Carmella over the next couple months just to get get the get her established a little more. If they go down the route of can't defend like they did with Sasha, I mean it's too early to do that. Oh yeah, no, they um, can't do it with her. So, I mean, I don't see her. I I don't see her in as women's champ for a whole year, like going into WrestleMania. No, she'll probably think, lose it at SummerSlam. Yeah. Um, which is fine. I'd love to see yeah, once Becky Lynch comes back, yeah. I think things will change. Money nice, in the Bank. 
three, four, five month run. That'll be respectable, and then she can move on to something else and come back later. And then she'll and then move her to Raw. She wins the yeah. Raw one, and you just you give her that. Um, I think, and a lot when a lot will be clear money in the bank wise because we had both champs from Royal Rumble go up against the SmackDown champions. I'm wondering if the money in the bank might be focused more on Raw to to even it out. Um, so I don't think you're gonna have all the highest stipulation things always on SmackDown. That doesn't doesn't make too much sense to me. No. Um, all right, let's move on to the SmackDown tag titles. So on the SmackDown WrestleMania episode, the Dirty Dogs defeated, defended, defeated, doesn't matter, it's the same thing, uh, the Street Profits, the Alpha Academy, and the Mysterios. So here's my bold booking of the week. If I, if I have to say bold booking of the week, and then maybe in the future we'll just add a sound effect. I'll see what I can do. I'll dig something up. It's fine. I'm just playing. Um, I think this week we get a one-on-one match, Street Profits versus Dirty Dogs, and the Street Profits actually take it. I like um, it. Okay. I think it's tra- I think it's going to be a transitional champion for the Usos, because we still need Jimmy Uso. Um, with the lack, and we haven't talked about it specifically, but with just the lack of a Raw after WrestleMania episode that was just so underwhelming, since we're just weaving in and out of it right now, um, you know, we got the Viking Raiders, and there was another minor return, right? Um uh Charlotte. Yeah. So I can call that mine. But it's just like nothing crazy. No. I couldn't place the music either when it first went off. I thought it was AOP to honest honestly, I thought it was AOP coming out to mm-hmm. start. So I'm just like, whose music is that? It just wasn't the lights went out, it did the thing. I'm like, oh okay, cool. I'd love to see AOP back. But Viking Raiders good because I know there was an injury there. They were doing some good stuff with the Street Profits um money in the bank season last year. They had that whole all those backstage skits who's better and then they had the Viking Profits when they were together. It was, it was very it was fun, odd, but, but yeah, it was fun. Then one of them got hurt, and now they're they're back. So I mean, hopefully they'll turn, you know, revive this this flailing, wailing, crappy tag division that's going on right now. I hope so, man. Because if you if you set the Viking Raiders, I've, I've actually I actually uh, first time I saw them was when they were with Ring of Honor as War Machine. Yeah. And uh, which of course they can't be in WWE because you can't have any reference to anything violent, even though it's a physical combat sport whatever uh but yeah i saw them and they man and watching through nxt those they let them go those guys can go man they are don't let their size fool you wait hold on nothing violent even though we set the fiend on fire that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying like you can't be called war machine (laughs) when they brought up it had to be called the viking experience and then he changed that because everybody said how bad it sucked yeah it was just like man i I, I, just uh, uh, vince's mind is an interesting place if nothing else yeah. So, um, yeah. Street Profits to take the titles this week off of off of the Dirty Dogs again, just as transitional champs until they lose them to the Usos. Yep. Jimmy Uso has to be coming back. I don't have it booked. I don't have that booked at all, but has to be back. Um, all right. Raw tag titles. AJ and Omas are the new champs, but unless they didn't show up on Raw, right? No, they weren't there at all. Nope. So. We didn't advance anything. Um, we did see two tag matches. The New Day beat Elias and Riker. And as we talked about, the Viking Raiders came back and they beat Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. Um, Booking-wise, I'm actually, I think it makes the most sense right now to book a rematch at Backlash. The New Day versus AJ and Omos. And then save the Viking Raiders for Money in the Bank. Actually, now that I, we looked it up, 
Extreme Rules actually would be a great one where they have their their match. The Viking Raiders versus AJ and Omos, an Extreme Rules match, something with kendo sticks or something. You know what I mean? Where they try to even it up. Yeah. Although saying it out loud now, they would most likely go New Day to do that against AJ and Omos. Um, save the Viking Raiders for SummerSlam and knock off them to get their titles back. Um, I'd like it, but I, I, Omos looked pretty good, though. He did. And he's he got did, that. He I like how his face doesn't break. He's got that constant, like, I'm going to just crush all of you look on his face. That's great. Yeah. Even, even, even if that's his natural disposition and it's nothing he's doing, hell, it works for him, so go with it. So Right. So without any advancement on Raw, um, it's, it's really tough here because you don't know what direction they're going. Yeah. But I think we will see the New Day get a, another title match, whether it's at Backlash, whether they wait till Extreme Rules, whether they go back and forth money in the bank. But I think let's build – we'll book to build a Viking Raiders, AJ, and Omos match at SummerSlam. I agree. I think if you want to rebuild the Viking Raiders to be something special, it's, you have to do that. Unless we can find – maybe I'll just keep booking it. We unify the tag titles. Oh, I wish. I think, I think that's that's – that's what I'm just going to keep booking until it's impossible. Every major show, unified tag titles. Um, AJ and Omos versus the Street Profits at this point. <laughs> and then just I, have one one tag champ, and then they go back and forth between both shows because it's just too much. If they want to do different titles for NXT, I can understand that because it's kind of a different element. Yeah. But for the main roster, I mean, especially now, look, they're not even going to get – they're not going to get to live touring again for any time soon despite – everything that's been going on in a positive direction. Right. It's still going to be a while. They'll have the main shows in arenas probably. But, um, yeah, they're just, I mean, there's no reason. They have everybody in the same building all the time. They can't just yeah. combine the titles. And, look, if you want to be a champion, you're going to take on the mantle of you're going to be on both shows. So that's how it's going to be. I, I don't think any of those performers have a problem with it, especially since there's no live events anymore. I mean – Jackson Basil will do it right now. And yeah, exactly. Actually doing decent doing it. So it's just like. These guys are used to working 28 days a month. They have no problem working on, on Monday and then Friday right. if they're going to get the title and all the, you know, what comes along with that. But there's way too many. They got to combine these things. Exactly. All right. U.S. title. Um, Sheamus beat Riddle. Thank the sweet Lord. And then Riddle got fed to Bobby Lashley. Yeah. He probably um, it seemed like he fell out of favor after that whole I forgot my line thing and walked good. off. Screw him. Yeah. He sucks. Oh, I agree. Uh, oh no, you're preaching I mean, the choir, I know, man. Know we're, we're both. I know we're both on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but this was another one where it wasn't advanced on Raw. We didn't see Sheamus unless no. I missed it. We didn't see Sheamus on Raw. Um. So we're gonna go with the, the popular booking, which we tried to do for the last six or seven months here. We need a challenger for Sheamus. Who are we going to book? The one and the only. Oh, uh, yeah. The Limitless. Yep. Mr. Keith Lee. Lee. I mean, right. it, it writes itself. I Keith love Lee it. Keith Lee and Sheamus, they, they had a thing before between Rumble and I don't remember when Keith Lee left. Sometime in the winter, that Keith Lee, Sheamus, McIntyre, we actually had them in a triple threat yep. at first for the for WrestleMania. Um but this makes it just, it writes itself. Keith Lee, who was supposed to be in the U.S. title picture, got replaced by Morrison. Uh, Riddle becomes the champ. Now Sheamus is the champ. So, I mean, this just just this just this makes sense. And the switch to Riddle, uh, excuse me, the switch to Sheamus from Riddle makes sense because if they want to keep him face, they couldn't have him compete with Riddle and beat Riddle. Right. So they can have him. Now they can have Sheamus hold it for whatever, a month, two months, and then have 
Keith Lee take it off him, and no one has to switch, you know, uh, exactly. heel face, whatever. So actually makes those sense. Two, yeah, those two will beat the hell out of each other. Oh, it'll be, be fun. Yeah, it'll be a good match. Yep. All right, cool. Um, I see title. Title change at Mania with Apollo beating Big E. Um, this is where I'm annoyed. And if you go back to the archive, our archives, uh, let's go. I mean, this is episode 14. I want to say maybe episodes six through 10 ish, maybe a little earlier, where we're doing WrestleMania bookings. Mm -hmm. And I was talking about Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon with Shane McMahon's mystery partner who would come in and fight Braun. And I was saying it was Dabo Kato. Yeah. Like, Dabo Kato is going to be the surprise partner for Shane McMahon. And I'm pissed because, like, I had it. I had Dabo Kato as a mystery something. Friggin' shows up to align with Apollo instead. Um, Although, no one sold it as Dabo Kato. No, I saw his name somewhere. It's something very different. So, I... I... Yeah, so it's... it's, um, I think they're... I think WWE might be hoping that everyone forgot about Raw Underground. Um, that's not difficult (laughs) even though on the roster actually um there was a thing when i was looking up for like trivia questions and stuff and i was looking or and bookings too like see who i was missing um dabo kato was listed as a character oh now he so you know what i bet you this is him here commander aziz is that going to be him Probably. I'm looking at the SmackDown roster right here. Commander yeah. Aziz, A Z E E Z. Let's see if that's the same. Yep, that's Dabo Kato. So okay. yep. he's now going to be Commander A Z E E Z. Um, I kind of love Wikipedia, who already changed that, even though he hasn't been officially announced. Like, there you go. But he was listed on Raw for a while as Dabo Kato. So now we're just going to say, nope. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty much. Um, so we saw him at the end, and I was actually very surprised. Didn't, didn't see that coming at all. Um, you thought Big E, he reversed it, hit the big ending. All right, Big E retains. And then here he comes out of nowhere. Um, I didn't, I, I mean, I know you had Apollo winning, but I don't, the fact that he now has a commander with him, I like it. I actually do like it. I, hope I do too. Don't this up too much. Oh, I do too. My worry, and I know, I, I know this is where they're gonna go. Um, just like Omas, this is very similar to AJ and Omas. Let's just start there. Um, so I think you even mentioned it when we were texting during WrestleMania. You mentioned I think you wrote Survivor Series. <laughs> oh, for the two so of them to face, yeah, with, yep. with them, like those two teams, because yep. that it makes sense. Um, I don't want Dabo Kato, Commander Aziz. I don't want him to say one single word. Not a word. He's going to come out on SmackDown and cut a 10-minute promo now. He's going to. That's that's what's <laughs> going to happen. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. or he's going to be the one who introduces Apollo. Right. Like Just like a huge, uh, not Rico. What's his name? Alberto Dorio's guy. Um, uh, oh, man. Um, oh, my God. I am blanking on it. And Me he too. was in the Royal Rumble and everything. Um, he came in in the crappy car the year after Del Rio left. Ricardo Rodriguez. Uh, yeah, thank you. Almost someone like him. You know what I mean? Like, I hope that doesn't happen. Like, everybody stand in salute for Apollo. You know what I mean? Like, I could just see something like that. Uh, or Lana, even. 
<laughs> if it's something small like that, like standing, like I could deal with that. But yeah, we don't need him. He needs to yeah, be like yeah. almost as just silent and deadly. Exactly. I just want him to stand there and just beat the crap out of yeah. people. And speaking of beating the crap out of people, let's have him, since now he has a back, he has a backup, we will have him do an open challenge. You don't typically see heels do open challenges. But I think it would make sense here. And this is where, did you read it yet or no? Who, no, who I put in the spot? Any guess who I'm putting in the spot to, to respond to him? Open challenge? Uh, I have no idea. I have Cesaro going to answer this Ooh, the open okay. challenge. I'm not going to, I don't want to push Cesaro to the world title yet, to universal title yet. Um, I think let's have him, him and Apollo have a nice, have a nice run here. Um, so Cesaro answered the challenge, but Dabo Kato will attack him before the match can happen. And then boom, new storyline, new, new path for both of them. Um, I like it. The only, the only downfall is I think I, I would book Cesaro but my prediction would be Nakamura in the same spot. And then Apollo is that, you know, Nakamura is just, he's, he's at that point right now in his WWE career where he's, he's dropping out and he's yep. putting people over because really, if you want to push both Apollo and Cesaro, I don't think Apollo is going to be a transitional champion unless they do the thing with like AJ and Omos and they become a tag team and they vie for the tag champs. I can see that. Then he's a transitional champ. Cesaro is the choice. But if he's not this transitional champ, then Nakamura is the choice right now to build towards Cesaro later. But I think Cesaro will end up being SummerSlam uh, um, Intercontinental champ by SummerSlam, if not maybe at Extreme Rules. I think that's good. You don't follow. need to you don't need to build him to the world title yet. You can just slowly, exactly. over time, have him have good marquee wins. And if he loses, don't make him look weak. Exactly. Exactly. Also, I, I like the double Kato thing because they're trying to build Big E and. Having him just get massacred, blindsided by somebody twice his size after that kind of match doesn't make him look weak just for losing. So exactly. I'm okay with it. All right. Um, actually, let's transition. You want to do? Actually, let's transition to the. I was going to do this one last, but we'll transition to the universal title there because Biggie, I have him kind of in this picture now. Okay. Um, just to start. So the WrestleMania match, um, the triple threat match, good match. Jey Uso. I'm Jey Uso. I was about to. He's in my note, but may as well um, have been in it. Daniel Bryan, just like we said, a fatal four-way. Yeah. It just, exactly, could have. Um, Reigns pins both Edge and Bryan, which is a nice creative finish there. Um, by by pinning them both, that means he's done with them. I mean, that's that's kind of just symbolic. I'm done. I'm moving on. Um, uh, I want to agree with you. I just don't know. So let's let's let's. So there's two different ways to go, and I talked about this last week, and I'm doubling down on it now even though it's not one of my predictions because I don't think that I think they'll drag this out to SummerSlam. Although we had, now that we have three pay-per-views in between backlash money in the bank, extreme rules. Um, they might do this beforehand. I'm still going to go with the Daniel Bryan edge retirement angle where someone has to retire. It'll be Daniel Bryan. Um, yeah. But they start their own feed. So I think, yes, I think it'll start with them coming out um, saying, you know, I want my rematch. I want my rematch. I deserve my one-on-one. And then Adam Pierce being like, or even Sonya Deville being like, no, you guys are not getting a rematch at all. And then that starts their own feud, have them to go down their own, have them go down their own path. So Brian and Edge are kind of going away, not going away, but going on their own thing. So they'll be like in our (laughs) non-title bookings, in the future 
I agree with that, and that makes that makes total sense, honestly. And I do think this is a perfect way to start a retirement angle down the road for the two of them. I just I've seen so much, even coming from like Adam Pierce on like social media, where it's like uh, talking to the referee. I think it was Charles Robinson who did the match. Hey, come see me Friday, Charles. I'm not so sure about the ending to that match. Like, uh, who was on top? Was was Edge on top of Daniel Bryan? Edge was on top of Daniel Bryan. So it makes oh. me think they're going to try to play some angle where Edge. And edge and one and then they, yeah. they they do it again at backlash a triple threat kind of like they did with uh michael's triple h and benoit they did it the same the triple threat the following m- month because benoit both won both of those yeah yes i mean i don't think we'll do triple threat again i think it'll be one-on-one this next time i hope so yeah. but i mean i don't just be done with it he beat them stacked them on top of each other won the match it wasn't. There's no disqualification. Triple threat. I don't care if Uso got involved. It wasn't against the rules. Match is over. Move on. Right. Um, Good match. So, Good match. Yeah. So if it doesn't go that way, which I hope it doesn't, what's we need? We need someone else for Reigns, and that's the question. Who's next for Reigns? Reigns. So we'll do the typical. Here come the people. They say there are two lines, and then someone else comes out, and they say there are two lines, and someone else comes out. Yeah. And we'll lead to a fatal five way for a championship match at Backlash. So our main event on SmackDown is going to be, you ready? Fatal five-way. Jey Uso, he won the the, the Battle Royal there, so mm-hmm. you know, he'll get a shot. Baron Corbin, Big E, Kevin Owens, and Seth Rollins. Okay. Massive, massive match. Um, the winner gets a title shot at Backlash. And I think you know what I mean. Like when you when you think of each of these guys, Rollins and Reigns obviously make sense because of the history. But you have two heels; it's it's not time for them. That uh, long term booking, like Survivor Series for those two, like long long booking. Like I don't want them not yet. Kevin Owens and Reigns, you have the history from this winner. He's just there just to for the spots. Not yet. Big E just dropped the Intercontinental Title. So he's a viable contender, but again, not yet, not right now. Jey Uso has had his time. I'm actually I'm I'm gonna have Baron Corbin versus Roman Reigns at Backlash, heel versus heel. Um, I'll, uh, I think they're. I think <laughs> what's that? I'll skip that one. Yeah, you don't like it. Uh, well, it's just it's just you need you need a transition here. I get it. I get it. So it's just like Baron Corbin's not gonna win the the world title, but. You need to give him that. I, I mean, if there's anyone who deserves at least the the, the short program, a short short program, because any of these other guys, we just had the long build with Kevin Owens. Rollins is a long time. Biggie, we can build longer for a while. You need something. If we need the small interim, something Corbin's the guy for the small interim. So he, that's my like second second boldest prediction: Baron Corbin becoming the number one contender. I'm gonna predict they set up a rematch. Edge and Reigns one on one like they should because he's gonna, Edge is going to come out and say he wasn't actually pinned it was Bryant he wants his one on one like he was promised and then Bryant they're going to have Uso banned from ringside and Daniel Bryan is going to cost Edge the match and that's going to start their angle and this gets them past okay. backlash and then they can kind of take somebody like a Corbin or a Big E or an Owens or Rollins or or Cesaro who they want to build up for say SummerSlam and start doing that yeah uh, that's that's just my opinion I don't know that's fair that's fair. Um, that's more likely what's probably going to happen, but yeah, that's why you call the bold prediction, though. So, hey, you've been right on a lot of them. You called, you called, uh, you called uh, the women's championship match the first night. You called that if the WWE wasn't 
the last it would be on first. I mean, you right. followed all those before it even happened, so you could be right. We'll see what happens, yeah. Um, all right, last one is the WWE Championship. Lashley retained. Got that ref stoppage finish um, to open the to open the whole show with with uh, what's his name McIntyre passing out from the hurt lock. Yep. Um, then we had the triple threat match on Raw for the number one contender at Backlash: McIntyre, Orton, and Strowman. And I was super underwhelmed because I you know I watched this on DVR, so it's like McIntyre wins, and I'm looking at the timestamp. And there's still like three or four minutes left on the show. So I'm like, something, something's got to happen here. I'm, I'm not quite sure what. Uh, so then you had Mace and T-Bar. Mace and T-Bar. Yep. So you had the, 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 the Hurt, Lock, Hurt Business, Hurt Locker, <laughs> Hurt Business uh, music play, MVP on the stage. And then Mace and T-Bar with the attack, which... I mean, if if anyone called that, I mean, seriously, lose the masks. That's it. They That's just actually... look goofy. Lose the masks. The, the performers are fine for that role backing up Lashley. The masks yes. make you look like you went to Walmart the day before Halloween and bought what was left. Yep, and that's part of the bookings for next week. Um, yep. So, we'll, we will have the Lashley McIntyre rematch. Um, I'm actually not convinced that Lashley retains. But um, I hope he does. I hope they keep him for a while. But we'll have the, the building of the new Hurt Business with MVP, um, Lashley, and then Dio Madden, I think it is, and Dominic Dijakovic. Those those two? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, again, get rid of them. Go back to their other names. Um, and then here's the kicker for the week. Um McIntyre kind of settles. Actually, now that I'm rethinking it, I'm rethinking this now. We'll have McIntyre and a partner versus Mason T-Bar, Madden and Dijakovic. And he'll pick Ricochet as his partner. But Ricochet will end up joining the Hurt Business as well. Oh, yeah. There you go. Okay. So I can that, see that's that. like the main thing. I yep. have Ricochet, Ricochet with the heel turn. I like joining it. To make it a five-person uh, five person stable i like it i uh i see i i honestly i see lashley retaining and probably because uh, the rest of the hurt business cost mcintyre so then mcintyre will spend the next couple of months going through the hurt business to get back to him and probably take yep. the belt off him at SummerSlam. Yeah. but that's again that's just way too early predictions but based on what i've seen who knows they could have eugene come out and <laughs> beat lashley clean in the middle with the sharpshooter who the hell knows that's crazy so all right so to recap we have 10 bookings that will go toward the statistics um and chris and i don't agree on all well on most of them except for this first one which i'm keeping up there just because um so number one baron corbin will be the number one contender for the universal title number two ricochet turns heel to join the hurt business mm -hmm. number three mason t-bar go back to their original names Number four, Cesaro merges as a challenger to the Intercontinental title. Number five, Keith Lee returns as a new challenger for the U.S. title. Number six, New Day get a rematch for the tag titles at Backlash. Number seven, Street Profits take the SmackDown tag titles. Uh, number eight, we'll have Asuka and Charlotte on Raw with Rhea Ripley interfering. 
Number nine, The Miz walking out on Morrison during a match. Number 10, The Fiend kidnapping Alexa Bliss. Okay. So we'll see how we go statistic-wise out of that. Um, remember, these are for over two weeks. So we'll do a check-in next week to see how we do. Um, we didn't do these last week, so we'll have a fresh batch for next week. Um, we also don't have a top five next week, uh, this week. So we, we will need a top five for next week. We'll come up with something. Yep. Um, wanted it to be money in the bank related, but since they pushed that back a month, we can save them. So um, let's see. What do you think? We could do. You know, I got a fun one. What's that? How about we do our top five repackages? Or okay. top five. You know what I mean? Like, and it could be anything. Um, that might be a fun one. Like guys who were other, uh, or even anybody who was somebody else in the past, and then they come in as somebody new. Yes, but but I'm not. But Bray Wyatt's The Fiend is not a, a repackage. No, no, no that's the same. Yeah, but um, I'm sure we won't put this one down, so I'll just use it. Um, Aldo Montoya to Just Incredible yep. would be, or it actually be Aldo Montoya to Mosh to Just Incredible. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I didn't even realize that was him. Yeah, they're all the same. Yeah. Or I will go to that same one. Thrasher to Beaver Cleavage as yeah. I said it. I said Uh, it. Um, Well let's do let's do our top five favorite repackages. Okay. All right. So last week's trivia, we had um There were two wrestlers who closed the show, closed WrestleMania one year and then opened it the year after. And you mentioned Bret Hart, which, and I, I poo-pooed it because, yes, Bret Hart lost to Yoko in the yeah. match, but the last match was Hogan and Yoko. Yeah. And then he opened with Bret and, and Owen at 10. So you said you had one, which is? One is Brock closing against Roman at WrestleMania 34 and opening against Seth at WrestleMania 35. Ooh, I didn't have that one. You didn't even have that one? No. No, I missed that one. Oh wow, yeah, that's the one I thought. That was an easy one. So Brock closed that thirty-four against Roman. Yep, and then opened it at thirty-five. Because that's when okay, Hammy so came out and said, "If we're not on totally last, we're not waiting around." When I was going through, yeah, yeah, that's when Hammy came out and said, "If we're not on last, we're not waiting around." That was. It's funny because that's actually the reference you used last weekend to say why you thought Lashley and McIntyre would go on first. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, actually, did that happen this time too? Then. With McIntyre, did McIntyre close night two? Oh, uh, I think he did actually. Did he close night two? I think actually he, he did. Yeah, then he opened. Night. Yeah. So now that so that happened. So okay, so I totally forgot about Brock. Yeah, I didn't get that far because like when I was going through the WrestleMania results, it stopped yep. at thirty four. So then I just missed it. I, th- I thought I looked back, I missed it. All right. So the two I have are Daniel Bryan, thirty, in the triple threat. 31 in the intercontinental title ladder match okay and then this other one was so obscure if you got it i would literally shit kids bam bam bigelow nope ah i thought maybe from 11 maybe he started 12 i didn't remember yeah no no he wasn't part of 12 he wasn't i don't even think he was on 12 the answer is paul orendorf closes Uh, one okay tagging with piper against mr t and hogan and then he opened two against Don Morocco. Yeah, that, that was a good one. one. I, yeah, I wouldn't have got that, yeah. No, no, no. That's so obscure. Like, it's just like... 
but the Daniel Bryan one, I did have Brock. I missed Brock. That's now I'm embarrassed. Um, but it's okay. So this week's trivia question is when's the last time a world title changed hands on a backlash pay-per-view. So, you know, backlash has traditionally been the one right after WrestleMania. Um, so when did the world title change hands in the pay-per-view after WrestleMania? When's the last time that happened? So I know the last one I remember off the top of my head, but we'll wait and see. I think you might be right, but um, we'll see. So that's going to do it. Um, we have a couple things in the pipe. Um, looking to try to start a quiz show soon. I'm even going to put it out here. Like we just talked about it very, very briefly off air, but I'm going to put together a, a little quiz show, get a couple more people on here. We'll do some special average fan of wrestling content. Um, try to spread the word a little more, get some people. Um, no. No? No. I got to think harder. I, I wasn't sure. That's also what I remember. I just off the top of my head. Uh, that's that's good, though. That's a good one. Um, Chris just texted me an answer. Um, I'll, I'll even share it. He texted Hogan versus Triple H. I mean, it was almost not. 20 years ago, so I wasn't sure if it happened sometime in between right, yeah, there. No, it's, <laughs> it's, happened, it's happened since. Um, but I'm not going to give you any other. Yeah, no, know, no. I want, I want to think about it, yeah. But we're going to be, you know, hopefully looking for some quiz, uh, quiz show, looking for some people to participate in that. We'll have some fun with it. We'll see what happens. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, other than that, we will catch you next, next Thursday uh, for episode number 15. Or 16. I, I already forgot. 15. 15. We're on 14 now. Episode 15. All right. Hitting our 15 episode anniversary already. Yeah. Look at that. I feel like we just started doing this. Um, but let's have some fun. Stay safe out there, everyone. Don't forget to check us out on the Twitter, ABG Fan Wrestling. Uh, at the website, averagefanofwrestling.com. Spread the word. That's pretty much what we're looking to do right now. Let you know, let just let people know. Give um, us a, a like and a review if you feel so inclined, and don't forget to tell a friend. There you go. So for Ivar, I'm Eric. Uh Viking noises. Yay. <laughs> <laughs>